Hallelujah. We've been talking about how to walk in 2023 in order to be successful. And I'm continuing with subtopics under that item. And today, thank you, Jesus. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Ah, the Lord is good. The Lord is so good to us. And today we're going to move on and have uh, something uh, exciting that I want us to talk about is walking in purpose. Hallelujah. Because if you want to see the grace, if you want to see the grace, somebody say, if you want to see the grace, there's something and only one thing that you need to do is to walk in purpose. It's to walk according to what God has covenanted and to walk according to what God has said. Hallelujah. And God has said many things and many people are asking, what is my purpose? Have you heard that question before? Where people are asking about their purposes, they, they say they are there, but they don't know why they are in the world. They don't know what they are doing and uh, the things, they don't know why they are here. People have come to me and they say, I want you to pray with me so that I may know my purpose. And I realize one thing that if you don't know your purpose, you will not be able to be successful. Hallelujah. How many people have come to discover their purposes? Hallelujah. I just, no, don't, don't, lift, don't lift up your hands. Otherwise, so many people will be exposed. And that's not our hearts. Hallelujah. So I want to go quickly in the Bible. Let me take a scripture here quickly. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to go in the book of Psalm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 19, verse 1. I want you to read it for me. Psalm 19, verse 1. If you get this, I'm there. I want us to read it together. One, two, three. The heavens declares the glory of God, and the feminine show his handiwork. Let me submit to you that everything that God created, it created them so that they can display his glory. So your purpose in life is to display the glory of God. Now, within the scope of purposes, we have what you call assignments. Hallelujah. And through the assignment, you display the purpose. So what pe many people are calling purpose, actually, is the assignment they are looking for. What is my assignment? Hallelujah. But for the purpose, you need to know that there is only one purpose. Hallelujah. Your purpose is to display the glory of God. You know that Jesus came to display the glory of a farmer. Jesus didn't come 
to display his own glory. But I was saying in the book of Colossians, chapter number two, that the fullness of a deity dwells in bodily form. So, so, so according to that scripture, we realize that everything that God made on this earth, he made it to show his glory. If you go to the book of Genesis chapter number one, the Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. So the, the, the heaven was supposed to display the splendor and the glory of God. Hallelujah. So everything that God made was to display his glory. Now, the reason why the devil comes against you is for you not to display the glory. Hallelujah. Now, any broken thing does not display glory. You understand? When a house has been built and it's broken down, there is no glory anymore. We, we all know the sad event that happened now with the earthquake. Those buildings, if you go there, it rubbles. There's no glory. Hallelujah. Now, there is a difference between brokenness and being broken down. God wants us to come in brokenness. Now, what is the difference? Brokenness tells of a need. Being broken displays failure. So, so the devil does not come to you to display brokenness. He comes to you so that you may be broken and that your whole life may display failure. God has no business keeping you in one place and you not moving on. You see, depression is not brokenness. Depression is a state of failure. Hallelujah. And I'm not saying that the person has failed. I mean, the state of a person does not glorify God. You can't be depressed and it glorifies God. You can't be sick and it glorifies God. I know that some people say God brings sickness so that he can glorify himself. No, God does not do that. Because sickness was not there before the fall. Yes. Anything that was not there before the fall does not, cannot glorify God. The perfect will of God was established in the Garden of Eden, where man was provided for, where man was looked after, and man, in his purpose, did his assignment. His assignment was to look after the garden, but his purpose was to glorify God in looking after the garden. So God can give you a job, that's an assignment. And in that job, God wanted to glorify him. It means, what, what do we mean by glorifying? Glorifying means to show the beauty and the excellency of God through what you are doing. So what Jesus did is that Jesus showed the beauty and the excellence of God through what he was doing. Hallelujah. You know, you can say, I give glory to God, but you are not giving glory to God. Amen? Because when you give glory to God, people will see God. If what all is remain is your name, then you failed. Yes. You know, I want to read you a scripture in the book of, of Acts chapter number 3. And then we'll show you how to glorify him. Acts 
chapter number 3. And I want to take, take you to a place where uh, Peter and Paul healed the crippled men. Hallelujah. I want to go to Acts chapter number 3. We're going to read from verse 12. Acts 3 from verse 12. Acts 3 from 12 to 16. Okay. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at us, at this? Or why look so intently at us, as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Let's go on. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of, of our father, Glorify his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you, but you deny the Holy One and the just and ask for a murderer to be granted to you and kill the Prince of Life whom God raised from the dead of which we are witness. And his name, full faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith come from him has given him, the faith that comes through him has given him his perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now, this is an event where a crippled man walks. Amen? And everybody is rushing at Peter to say, Peter, look at this wonderful thing that you have done. And Peter, instead of putting now a title of a healer, he said, why do you think it's us? That's where we have come and the church, we are missing it. We are glorifying the vessel without glorifying the creator of the vessel. So everything that happens, we need to understand that it is only through the grace that the vessel is able to display the glory. You see, people will always give the glory to a vessel, but the vessel must be clever enough to understand I was just sent to deliver a message. Hallelujah. The vessel must be clever enough to still bow his knees and say, Father, if it's not for you, this couldn't have happened. That whatever happened here, it's just because of your grace. The moment you think it is you, you are in danger. Hallelujah. God will lift man to glorify his name. He said, Abraham, I will make your name great. But not make it great for, making, for the sake of making it great. He said that through you, the nations may be blessed. You see, many people sitting here, your downfall is your promotion. Come on. What killed you was your promotion. Because the moment you were promoted, you start to talk another language. Have you heard people talking? It's my money. Yes, die tomorrow, you will tell me it's your money. <laughs> when it stays in the bank and you are gone, anyone else can touch it. You see, people have come to a place where they don't realize, they don't put life in perspective anymore. They think it's about them. And therefore, 
they miss on the purpose to glorify God in everything we do. To make God known. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, your mission is to make God known. When you don't do that, you are worshiping yourself. Yes. You have become self-driven, self-focused. And I can tell you, there are many motivational speakers out there that can make you feel good. When you come out of there, you feel like, boy, I feel so good about myself. And it's not bad. You must feel good about yourself, but know that that goodness comes from somewhere. When you miss that turn, I have seen people being lifted by God, and that lifting destroyed their lives. I have seen people trusting God for breakthrough. The moment the breakthrough comes, it kills them. Because they make it about the breakthrough, not about the one that gave the breakthrough. You see, I was in an office one time, and somebody was very rude to me and mean. And I look at the person, I say, wow, such a pitiful life. Because you're sitting behind a desk, you think you have arrived. And you're talking to people like this. I look at that person and I say, oh, so sorry. Few months later, the person was demoted. From the top to the floor. Because you need to be careful. Doesn't matter what God does in your life, acknowledge him in all your ways. If you want to be successful this year, you need to acknowledge God in all your ways and in all you're doing, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Make God the boss of your life. Make the Holy Ghost the one that you take counsel from and you walk with. Listen, men can clap you up and can clap you down. But you must be wise. People that will, they will clap for you will be the one tomorrow that will stab you. Oh, take the experience of Jesus. Oh, son of David, have mercy on us. On, his, on the day of Passover, they say, crucify him. The same crowd that cheered, the same crowd that was healed, that was the very crowd that said, we want Barnabas. We want a criminal instead of a righteous man. We want our life to remain the way it is. We want a criminal. So... I'm sure most of you read the scripture that I put last time. And I said, they look unto him, and their face were radiant, and they were not put to shame. If you want to move on and be successful, look unto Jesus. No man can make you, only God can. You need to have that, that I honor men, but the glory comes from God. Hallelujah. You see, Paul went to a place, and they healed the man, and then people came rushing, and they gave name to Paul, and uh, they say he's a God. Hmm? Remember that story in the book of Acts? 
And that while they were doing that, Paul rushed to them and said, man, we are human like you. Amen? It's only God's grace. Stop. These people didn't want to listen. Hallelujah. I'm talking from heart to heart today. You see, the moment people start to clap for you so much, be mindful. Because a clapping can be a deception. You must be wise enough. But if you want to keep going with God, remember your humble beginnings. It will keep you humble. When you realize that this is where I come from, and the God that placed me here can take me back. You see, there was a guy that was in the church, and uh, he was prayed for by a, senior, a, a man of God that I look up to. And he prayed for him, and the guy was in the church. He was, he was a nobody, in a way. And then the guy got a job, and from one promotion to another one. And then the guy became a boss. You see? And then he was not coming to church anymore. He was too busy. So then the man met, the pastor met him in the airport. The guy came with really, he was well-dressed. And he came to the pastor. He said, Pastor, do you recognize me? He said, of course I do. He said, brother, where are you? He said, pastor, you don't understand. My responsibilities are too much. I don't have time anymore. So I will pop in there one day. So the pastor said, the God that put you there will bring you back. Within a month, he was back to the church praying for jobs. He was in the prayer line asking for jobs. Because God that put him there removed, removed that throne and the guy fell. You see, you see, people, we need not to play with the God that we are serving. No, we are not serving an idol. We are serving the mighty God. A God that is able to lift, but a God that is able to humble. The Bible says that he shows mercy to the humble, but the pride he resists. Hallelujah. What are the signs that you are not in your purpose anymore. The number one sign that I know of, there are many signs, but the one that the Holy Ghost all the time tells me is the moment you become so aware of your name. When, when you don't want anyone to think that there is, there is flaws in your life, you cover up so that people will not know your weaknesses. You are somebody that you think, you, they must think you are perfect. And when something happens, you are more hurt because your name has been tampered with rather than the glory of God being tampered with. So you are after your name. I will say, no, it's my name, you know. It's my name that people have just... What, which name are you talking about? Who gave you that name? It's my name, you see. People must know it's me. You continue. You need to come to a place of understanding that as long as the name of Jesus is lifted, mine is there is no problem. So you come to a place in your life where you understand that it's not about what people are saying. Listen, you want to appear before God one day and God say, good and faithful servant. You don't want to appear before God and say, I don't know you because on earth you spend all your time glorifying yourself. You see, those who lose big in heaven are those we call men of God. Now, these people will lose big time. Yes. You know why we will lose big time? 
Because people think that it's all about the pulpit. And because they think it's all about the pulpit, we look down on other people. We don't know that if they are faithful in glorifying God in their assignment in heaven, they are more recognized than the preacher. So everybody wants the preacher, but no one wants to glorify God. You know, one of the things you can do to start with is to start to glorify God in your marriage. How you do marriage as if you are doing it as unto the Lord. In that place, it's not about the other person anymore. It's about God. It's not about the shortcomings of that person, but it's about what God has put you there to do. You see, when you start to move like that, you become somebody that is not easily offended and hurt because offense and hurt are a, are a, a display of self. Yes, itself. Itself, because you took offense because somebody did something. To who? To you. You understand? You were hurt because they did that to you. Hallelujah. You know, in marriage, it's so funny. Sometimes your face drops. Sometimes your face is lifted. Some, you see, that, that one of the places where God tries you the most is in marriage. Because you are holy until you get there. <laughs> And then, and then when you get there, you realize the person sitting next to you does not see the thing the way you see. And suddenly you've been challenged in your inner circle. You see, people can challenge you from far. That's okay. But when they challenge you in your bedroom, there is a problem. <laughs> so, so, so instead of understanding that I'm here to glorify God, we sit on the throne. And say, you did that to me? You will see. Now, we start to, to apply principles that are not of God because of self. You know, self is a dangerous thing. The moment you are selfish, you don't promote God anymore. You promote yourself. You promote your agenda. But when you are selfless, it's God that you promote. Jesus was selfless. When he was supposed to go to the cross, if you read in the book of Matthew 26, he made a powerful statement. He said, Lord, not according to not according to? Do you know that war includes the emotions? So he's saying, not according to my own emotions anymore. But let your purpose be accomplished. And Jesus went to the cross, not because he liked the cross. People think Jesus liked the cross. No, he tried to get away from it. In the Garden of Eden, he said, Father, take this cup away from me, but it nevertheless... So the, 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 he was trying to get away. If the flesh didn't like it, but he has to crucify the flesh in order to achieve the purpose of God. I want to tell you the truth. If you are sitting here and all the time you are sad, it's a, it's a sign that you are too full of yourself. I don't know if somebody hear what I'm saying. If all the time you are sad, you're crying. Because when you cry, you are, poor me. Lord, my life, Lord, my, while somebody is waiting for you to display the splendor of the Holy One of Israel, you are crying about my life, my life. And then you lose big. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And, 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 and listen, I'm not saying don't love yourself because you hate yourself, there's a problem. I'm saying love yourself, but don't let that love overcloud your love for God. And be at the point where you are able to give up on anything God says so, because it for him is to display his glory. Hallelujah. And I want to, I want to encourage you this morning, as we're going to, to, we have passed the first month, we're going to a second month, and many of you don't know that the creator is waiting to be displayed. We are still trying to display ourselves while the creator is waiting to be displayed. You know, I talk about the preachers, but one of the places also that people are more tested is in the band. You have a worship team. Yes, that's where they are tested because worship team deals with skills and talent and it's easy to compete. So you are not singing for God, you are singing for your voice. And when you sing, you wait for people to say after the service, what a good voice. And if no one says that your day is a mess because you are not worshiping God, you are worshiping your voice. So because you worship your voice, you are waiting for the celebration of the voice. You are not waiting for the celebration of God. So when we say the service was anointed, you place yourself in the center. It was about me. It's because I was there. That song when I sang it. Who told you? <laughs> That's the difference between the world and us. You understand? Politicians are not working for people, they are working for themselves. Yes. If a politician tells you I'm working for you, he's a liar. Yes. Few are working for the people. Most are working for their pocket. Itself is a system of the world. A system of the world cannot glorify God. So, so, so God instructs us to pray for the authorities. And this is a very painful instruction. I must be honest with you. I say, you need obedience for that instruction. Because when you see that guy is messing up, and then you have a duty to still honor what is not honorable. And you have a duty to pray for what you shouldn't pray for. But that the sacrificial life of a born-again Christian. We don't do as it pleases us. We do as the master says. In a way that when I'm praying for a politician, I'm praying for their eyes to be open, but I'm praying also for God to show himself to them and to do something in their life that they will never forget. If it's good or bad, he must still do it. Hallelujah. Oh, your amen today is weak. It feels like this is not exciting for you because we are not talking about the blessing, but this is a way of blessing. The Bible says, if you humble yourself, it will lift you up. I'm just trying to show you the way up this morning. 
<laughs> and I'm, trying, I'm showing you the way to stay also up. Because the matter is not to go up. The whole matter is to stay there. Hallelujah. But you can go up by yourself. If you're going up, has a purpose to see him, praise God. Zacchaeus did that. He went on the tree to see Jesus and Jesus said, now you come down. Remember, Jesus never spoke a word of blessing when he was still in the tree. He just told him, Zacchaeus, come. I want to talk to you, but you are too high. <laughs> you, you have found your way to answer your shortcomings. Because you are short and you find a tree to make you tall. That's a manipulation of ways. He said, but I want to show you an excellent. Come and acknowledge your state. I'm here. Come down. Come down. And when you come down, he said, then I'll go to your house. Because he does not just want to meet you, he wants to be in your house. So when you come to your place of humbling yourself, he goes to your house. Now, you might not like what I'm saying, but it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, my father went to be with the Lord in 2003. I cried, cried, cried. And the Lord said, stop. I said, no, my father is dead. He said, stop that. I cried, cried. And my wife was there. I didn't want to eat anymore. I want to go out of ministry. I thought the Lord has failed me. How can I, how can I pray for the sick? And then my own father dies. And the Lord said, what are you talking about? He said, have you realized that you are full of yourself? I said, what do you mean? He said, you are full of yourself. Because you didn't make your father. So who are you to question me over what happened? You don't even know the details of this matter. Step out of it. I stepped out of it. And the Lord says, you know what I was doing? They wrote me a letter to announce his death. I carried that letter in my journal. <laughs> to tell me the guy is dead, I carried that letter. I read it and I cry. He's dead. That was my own family. It was my best friend. So what I'm saying here is not a joke. And then I went to pray one time on the mountain here in Bloomfontein. And we were already in 2005. So two years later, I went on the mountain with a letter. And I sat there with my journal. And God was talking to me. And I opened and I see, I want to announce to you that dad is dead. I said, Lord. My father is dying every day. <laughs> I, then he told me, get rid of that letter. I tore that letter on the mountain. I threw it away. And you know what happened? The first thing that happened, I stopped seeing him in dreams. So I realized that the letter was a connection with demonic world. And demons were manifesting themselves through my dream like my father. When I shut that door, it was all over. Today, God wanted to step out of that condition. He wants you to stop having, so, feeling sorry for yourself. At work, they don't like me. Who cares? No, they don't want me. Who, 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 who cares? 
If they don't like you, glorify God. The Bible says, when they persecute you, know that they persecuted the people before you. So when persecution comes, you say, glory be to God. Father, I don't know what you are doing, but I thank you, and I want you to give me grace so that I may show you in the situation. I want to finish now. We went to Ivory Coast, and we visited a place the Basilica in Ivory Coast, it's bigger than the one of Rome. The biggest in the world. It was put there in that small country. They built it millions. And when we visit, we went there, the first thing they show you, they opened it. The, the doors are massive. How many kilograms the doors? But you can swing it with your finger because of the system of air and stuff that they used to build with. And you see the glory of that place. Listen, when you go on top of how many level, you see inside, I have pictures. It's like, it's like a, a round place, like an arena. You see, and when you talk, you don't sometimes need a mic because it carries you, carries your voice. And the woods, when they tell you where they got the woods, some of the material were taken from Europe. They took the material in Africa and they went and designed in Europe so that it can be perfect and they reload it in Africa. That place is massive. When you get there, your mouth is open. You just walk like this. Lord, is it people that built this? And you go all over. You must do yourself a favor. Just Google it. It's big. And then when you go, you go there and say, now we're coming to an end of a tour. Then they bring you to a chamber. And when you go to that chamber, they show you all the steps. And when you see all the steps at the corner, they show you the picture of the architect. Telling you everything you have seen means nothing without this man. And the lesson I took from there is that after God has done everything in your life, take them to the inner circle of God. And tell them this is the one that did it. If it was not for him, this wouldn't be possible. I'm taking you now into the secret, the, the secret into the holies of holies where God dwells and to tell you that if it's not for God, I would have been dead by now. If it was not for God, I wouldn't be standing here now. If it was not for God, I wouldn't make it. I want to show the architect this morning that through this life that you are seeing, that if it was not for him, nothing was possible in my life. They take you to that inner chamber, and you see that guy, and he's standing there, he's already dead, maybe they say he's dead, but his picture speaks. When you see him, you see the work. We are glorifying the work until we saw the architect. If you don't finish by showing the people, the architect, they will glorify the handwork. I don't know what has been going on in your life, but this morning God wants me to come and tell you there is a mastermind. There is a God. I say there is a God. If you can show the people that God, you are in for not stopping. God will cause you to arise Amen. and his glory will be upon you. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? <laughs> if you are here this morning and you want, don't know Jesus and you want to make peace with him, can you lift up your hand from where you are and say, today I have come to this house to give my life to Christ. Is there anything, anybody like that? 
Thank you, Jesus. Of a somebody. Can you stand up from where you are? Can you stand up? Thank you, Jesus. Just come in front quickly. Quickly, our time is almost done. We almost have, our time is up. I want you to come quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Is there any sick in our midst, somebody that came and trusting God for healing? You can stand up from where you are. People that were sick, you can stand up from where you are. I thank you. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I commit my life to you today. I commit my life to you today. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Touch me. Touch me. Forgive my son. Forgive my sins. I put my trust in Jesus today. I repent. I repent from my mindset. From my mindset. And I declare Jesus is my Lord. He died for my sins. And he rose again. I am born again. Because I've put my trust in him. In Jesus' name. Amen.